Hi, my name's Bethany Fish. That was the worst. I'll try again. Let me try again. Oh, hey. No, that doesn't work for me. Uh, hi. Well, hello. My name is Bethany Fish. No, that's not gonna work. Fish is really not a good surname. I don't really know how to start this kind of thing off. Like, just being completely honest, but welcome to probably should insert a drum roll there. I don't want to be an influencer. You might be listening thinking, well, you've set up a podcast and you want it to grow, so surely you're trying to be an influencer. And I'm aware doing this can come across as really contradicting, but I have a point of view that I want to share and feel passionate about. And I think we can all do that without wanting to be an influencer. So social media is ever growing. Everyone's becoming their own brand. Everyone wants to be an influencer, right? I think we can all think of someone or a friend or something in the back of our hands right now who's, who's posting things which would make them feel like they want to be an influencer, right? But why? Now, I'm not here to criticise influencers, I'm simply questioning the actual word. Call me pedantic, I've been called it my whole life if you wish, right? And I'm trying to understand why we feel as though we need to become one online. I asked a few questions on my own Instagram page recently and I was honestly so shocked. So the questions were along the lines of, do you enjoy social media? Do you ever worry about what you're posting? And do you wanna gain an online presence? If so, why? It's all about the why, people, it's all about the why. Right? The response was amazing to me, but also quite concerning. So 96% of the people who said they enjoyed social media were also the ones who said they were stressed about posting. And yet the same 96% said they wanted to grow an online presence. Like, granted, this isn't like a worldwide study or nothing, it's just on my page, but can we just think about that for a moment? If you enjoy social media, why are you stressed about what you post? Why would you want to further expand your online presence if it's already causing negative health benefits to you now? Is it just me? Can anyone else hear in that, right? All these questions are like flying around my head and it just brought me here right now, literally discussing this with you or myself in the mirror, however you wanna see it, right? But my aim with this podcast is to try and switch off these negative responses to what I call post fear and alleviate this need to become an influencer while still remaining online and posting. You haven't, you haven't got miss out or anything. You can, you can still be online, it's not, it's not difficult, right? Again, you may be wondering how and why do I think I can achieve this? Like, I've been here myself, in all honesty, and not too long ago either. Probably now, what, just over two years ago? When I started my fitness journey into what I used to call losing half of a B. Um, or you can even call it when pocket-sized human began, really. I wanted to be known online for being super fit. <laughs> God, how cringy does that sound? Um, but it's true. I used to judge and value my own attractiveness, self-worth and achievements based on how many likes and comments I got. At the beginning of my journey, I didn't want to post anything, right? I was a big girl. I didn't have no after photos yet. So everyone would just laugh at me if wanting to achieve something, right? If you're doing it at the beginning, I'm just a big girl posting a picture of a salad, right? <laughs> That's how I saw myself, okay? That's how I saw myself. It's only when you have an after photo that you actually get praised for the hard work, right? So I call this post fear. So this is the anxiety of posting a photo due to the fear of judgment or lack of online acknowledgement. I've just made that up, but it makes sense, right? I remember losing 10 pounds and finally feeling confident enough to post that before and after photo. Within two days, I deleted it. Why? I only had a couple of comments and likes. It wasn't good enough. I needed to work harder. That was my mentality. 
looking back at it, that was such a good accomplishment. <laughs> like I went from being so happy within myself for doing such hard work and making such an achievement. Like, the progress picture was phenomenal, right? To hating myself within 48 hours. I was constantly checking to see if someone else had liked it. Maybe my phone didn't ping for a notification, so I'd just go quickly on the app and check. Were the scales right? Maybe I hadn't lost that much weight. I was trying to find all these reasons and the only one I could actually conclude was that I just wasn't worth enough. What's that about, man? Like, I'm oh God, I'm talking to my inner self here, but what was that about? I was judging my own self-worth based on likes and comments. And we should learn to be proud of ourselves without this. We don't, we don't need likes and comments to say that we've done good. If I never posted that photo, I would have still felt like that was a really good accomplishment at the time. It was the post and the likes and the comments that I didn't get that made me think that I wasn't good enough. I remember my following growing and it was honestly like an addiction. Praise for posting the right things, a little virtual tap on the back that we all want. But I wasn't happy with what I was actually posting, yet the gram was saying that this is what people wanted to see, clearly, because I was getting the comments and likes that I'd always been wanting and chasing. But it wasn't who I was and I didn't wake up on a Monday feeling super motivated and my matching undies looking proper lean and confident. In fact, I remember this. I woke up on that day with my pants on that were fraying at the seam, right? I have a weird attachment to these pants. I've still got them, all right? Don't judge me, right? <laughs> and roots, which I'd managed to dye ginger from home bleach kit that I'd done the night before. And it was safe to say I didn't particularly feel very great, but it was Monday motivation, right? That's what people want to see. So, of course, I'm going to post a picture of me looking, like, looking leaner in my nice underwear and stuff. When reality is, that wasn't what was going on. It wasn't real. And although we do this ourselves and we are aware that we do these things, why do we always compare ourselves and not think that others are doing it? Like, it's baffling. You wake up in the morning and you think you should look that way. But you don't know. They could be sitting in their frayed underwear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please someone tell me they have frayed underwear because I feel like I've just let out a weird little secret. Like we all have attachment to pants, right? That is a thing. I don't know. But I love them pants. I might even post them just for the sake of it to show you guys my frayed undies. Not obviously me wearing them, but I might go down that route. Anyway, anyway, back, back to the point of not frayed underwear. So how did I switch this mentality off and make a shift to not caring anymore about what I post and not wanting to be an influencer? And it was a few things really. Like I said, I don't have a big profile, so to say, but when I started, the intention was to be a fitness-based profile. I wanted to be an influencer. And then I started to think, I don't want people to think I'm only into fitness or only into art or only the girl who writes blogs. I'm so many more things than that, and so are you. I was told to grow my profile, I had to focus on only one aspect of my life that followers would want to follow me for. And that way you could become an influencer. But why? <laughs> Humans are so goddamn complicated and online we make ourselves appear really airheaded when we're only into one thing or good at one thing we are good at multiple things and i think that's what initially got me interested in digital marketing like anything when you gain more knowledge within an industry you view things kind of differently when i started to delve into the job i started to see social platforms for what they really are now a form of marketing a strategy a plan now by all means i'm not saying everyone on social media has a strategy but when you realize the majority of people do it takes a lot of the self-hatred away Rather than comparing myself physically to someone and viewing them as better than me, that's why they got the likes and the comments, I wanted to understand their strategy, to know how. When you start this job, you really underestimate just how much time is actually spent into creating one form of content and the energy put behind every single post. Like There's actually a job role out there for people, I can't remember what it's called, I think it's... Um, viral marketing so people who actually their job is to try and make a video which goes viral that's their actual full-time job 
okay? So sometimes when a video goes viral and you think, oh, that's their video, that's how they became famous. There was a whole team behind that one video. Like, don't forget that. Don't forget it. It's a full-time job. So to compare yourself, let's say a single working mum of three children who is trying to compete in a bodybuilding show and has immediate family to take care of with someone else who has a small team behind them, posting on behalf of them, creating the content or making a personalised strategy based on their own statistics, you can't compare the two. You just can't. Don't think for one minute like I really just woke up one day like this epiphany and suddenly the pressure of social media felt alleviated and I'm now some kind of self-loving hippie girl or, I don't know, someone who's living in some dreamland where keyboard warriors don't exist and online bullying isn't a thing. But when you start to question your own thoughts and feelings around social media and the way you view it and how others use their platform, you can really manage your own demons and responses to them. I know all the things I need to do to grow a profile strategically, but it just isn't me. If people want to follow me because they enjoy the kind of person I am, then great but I don't want a strategy used to make someone like me. Does that make sense? If they choose to unfollow me or to pass by my post because it's not something they enjoy, then I really don't mind because I enjoy it. And that's all that matters to me. I enjoyed putting that content out. I enjoyed making it. I, I enjoyed it because it's me. And that's all that matters. I won't be looking into how to change what people view or play the game because in all honesty, if I'm happy with what I put out, that's why I'm not stressed about it. I'm not stressed if someone sees my post or not because I'm happy. Anyway, sort of went a little bit off the ball a little bit, but influencer by definition is someone who can influence another, correct? So I think if you've set up your account, I was about to say account, if you set up your account, love, right? <laughs> if you set up your account solely to be an influencer, I think you're already prepared for failure. Like, I mean, True influencers don't have a goal to influence. You just influence, right? You're an influential person. You can't really strategically plan to be that. I hear and see so many young people answer, I want to be an influencer to the typical what you want to be when you're older question. But again, what is an influencer? I remember questioning my friend's sister and was like, well, what do you want to do to influence people on? Like, I'm down for that, but how are you going to do this? And she was like, I don't know. I just want to be an influencer. So rather than actually influencing people, it's kind of become a job role, right? Essentially paid collaborations, gifted products, and in my opinion, a sense of fake reality and in bias for other terms, what I would call product promotion rather than influencing. But I did tell you I was pedantic, right? <laughs> now, if you do consider yourself an influencer, you're probably pretty triggered right now. I'm not even going to lie about that. So before you jump on the bandwagon of keyboard hate towards this, I'm not saying influence aren't important. I mean... My job is digital marketing, so I kind of need you, right? I'm questioning why everyone wants to be one. And this came about when one of my clients was having a discussion with me. We were actually talking about um, current trends and how they wanted to grow larger follow following organically and what approaches we can do to achieve this because that's the first thing people say to me, I want to grow a following, I want to grow a following. My approach is always, why? <laughs> what do you think it's going to achieve? Essentially, anyway, the question ended up being flipped on me. I was kind of taken aback by it all. Um, but it was a completely valid and good point to make. So going to the question, they were like, you say you can help people grow a following, but why don't you have a large following? <laughs> valid point though, right? Um, and the answer was simple to me. That's not my goal. You've come to me because that's yours. That's not mine. Um, again, going back to the point, I don't want to be an influencer. I was having this chat with my boss, to be fair, like literally the other night. And he was saying how he was really interested at one point to grow his profile to be an influencer. Not to actually be one, just to simply prove he could, almost like an experiment. 
and I totally get where he's coming from like there are trends and processes guides to follow and how to gain an online presence etc like you can google it now and that's enough proof to some people are actually researching it daily like literally it's pretty much just become a job role like being a lawyer you know there are certain steps you have to take to become a qualified lawyer go to uni pass the bar practice law etc etc I feel like influencing is becoming the same right in the sense that there are particular things you need to do online to be classed as a and I really hate saying it influencer but how is it influential if you're all doing the same things to reach the same goal that's not influencing to me going back to the lawyer analogy for a lawyer to become influential in their industry it's usually because they've decided to go against the grain fight for a cause they're passionate about challenging the law by trying to change the justice system etc maybe i watched too much how to get away with murder who knows but not saying you have to start challenging the law or going against the grain as such but passion i think it comes down to passion if you're passionate about something you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy posting you won't have this fear about posting if my friend said she wanted to become a makeup artist who believed that it should be normalized for men to wear makeup every day then do it because you believe in it that's influential right whether you share it with the world or not if you wish to share it then you'll be sharing something you enjoy you won't care if the amount of likes you get how many people follow you because you'll be proud of the work you're putting out and surely that's more important regardless of the statistics as soon as you start thinking how can i change my content to reach more people i think you lose an essence of who you are and the true meaning behind doing what you're doing like i love my analogy so bear with me but it's kind of like doing charity work if you're doing it because you generally want to be charitable then good for you if you're doing it to tell people so they perceive you as a good person, then really your intentions are not that charitable at all. You're doing it for yourself. Maybe what I'm having difficulty with it is the word influencer because I just don't understand how you can plan to influence an audience without it being disingenuous. I think people are asking the wrong questions and having the wrong perceptions about growing online presence. It's more about what they gain rather than what they're providing other people. And I want to express my opinion on the importance of posting what's valuable to you, right? You can still have a strategic approach to some degree to your social media without the end goal being I want to be an influencer. So if that's your kind of thing and you want to learn more, then stay tuned. I will be including other people's stories, activities to take part in and self-improvement based questions to go along the way to go away and think about. So, for example, today's food for thought I'll leave you with is how would you feel if you woke up and suddenly had 100,000 real followers? Then, with that emotion, ask yourself why you would feel that way. What would it give you? So if you're thinking to yourself, for example, that would make you feel happy. Why? Has it given you validation you think you needed? What happens if you suddenly lost a thousand followers? How would that make you feel then? I just think it's interesting. So go away, have a little think about it if you want. Anyhow, that's the end of this podcast. I can literally go on forever about this, but then we'll never have another episode. So I know you're all gutted already. But if you have something to say in regards to this episode or you'd like to share your opinion, even if it's opposing to mine, then great. Please get in touch by contacting me via email with b at pocketsizedhuman.com or head me over to my Instagram at pocket underscore sized human as I'd love to discuss this. Um, if you're a marketing person, then yes, this is a call to action. Um, no, you don't have to follow me to voice your opinion at all, right? You do you, boo, right? <laughs> I'm doing this because I enjoy it. So my name is Bethany Fish and I don't want to be an influencer.